All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Damon Latchison, and this is Tea Time with Damon. Um, I identify as he, him, his. I am a trans man, um, and I live in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Also forgot to add that I'm 28 years old. <laughs> um, and, um, what school do I go to? So currently I go to uh, Washington University in St. Louis. I am studying um, African, African-American studies, um, and I am in my last year, thank God. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to introduce my uh, my I guess Jaden Yannick, right? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. So take it away, Jaden. What's going on? Hi. Um, I'm Jaden. Oh, let me mess up my uh, ear. I can't hear myself. It's not gonna work. Yeah, you all good. There we go. Yeah. That's better. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Jaden Yannick. Uh, I use he/they pronouns, and I am a fourth year in uh, Black Studies uh, PhD program at UT Austin. Um, and so I'm one year away from freedom. Yes. I feel you on that. I feel you. I'm excited. I'm excited for uh you know, love my time, but I'm excited to be to be done. Excited. Very excited. <laughs> I get you. I got you. Okay, cool deal. Um so basically how I came to how me and Jaden came to know each other was um I wanna say M Tug. Um there's a no, it wasn't M Tug. I know mm-hmm. it's something like somewhere during like the Ferguson Uprisings how we how we met. Um and um yeah we've just we just known each other in passing but this is like the first time we've actually like sat down and spoke with each other so this is gonna be cool uh yeah 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 so um so yeah basically a little bit of what this podcast is about um i just had an idea this is for my senior seminar class um i just had an idea of a podcast like geared towards uh trans men trans mass folks there are not a lot of um not a lot of mediums for trans men trans men trans mass folks um there are other like like mediums for you know other people of, of trans experience, which is great. You know we all need that, but you know the it's it's lacking it's lacking for the trans men, for the trans mass folks, non-binary. You know how you identify in that sector. There's not a lot for us, so I I figured I would try my hand in this, see how it works. <laughs> we go see how it go. Um, but yeah, um, so now we're going to get into like the the main portion. So today we're going to be talking about just our coming out stories. Um, tomorrow is going to be Trans Day of uh, Visibility. Um, so I, I thought it was very uh, appropriate to, to have this conversation. Um, so yeah, um, I, um, I guess my first question to you, Jaden, is um, what was the moment that made you realize that you were trans? Yeah, so I feel like there were multiple moments, mm-hmm. but like the one that I can sort of point back to that I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is when it happened. Um, It's actually kind of a funny story. It's like funny, (laughs) but also like kind of sad, but like funny. Uh So I was at Disney world, right. Which is the happiest place (laughs) on earth. That's their tagline. Right. right? Um, So I'm supposed to be having a good time with my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in high school and uh, I was supposed to be having a good time with my family. I was having a very bad time. It was not the happiest place on earth for me. Um, and I was, uh, I was taking a shower and I was like listening to my like emo music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the song that came on shuffle was a, um, a cover of, uh, foreigners, mm-hmm. uh, feels like the first time. Oh, which, I like that uh, song. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Um, and there's a, uh, there's a part in the song where it's like, uh, I guess it's just the woman in you that brings out the man in me. Yeah. And I'm taking a shower and I'm listening to this song and I just immediately start bursting into tears. Oh. Again, at the happiest place on earth. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'm like, oh shit, like what? It just like came over me. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like a wave, like I'm in the shower, it came over me like a wave. Yeah. And I was like, what am I supposed to do about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to collect myself because again, we were at Disney World. So I had to collect myself because right. we were on family vacation. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew then, and I, I knew, yeah, in every fiber of my being that yeah. that was true for me. Um, but I wasn't ready to like accept that as a fact. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't ready to accept that. So I continued minding my business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I continued minding my business until yeah. college. Um, and I think yeah, it was my sophomore year of college. I was having a conversation with a friend. Um, I, it was about some drama related to friends or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. stupid college shit. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, like I, you know, like as a gender queer person, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I had ever said that out loud to anybody. Right. Um, it was the first time that I, yeah, vocalized that even to myself. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I surprised myself by saying that. <laughs> everybody was surprised uh and from then on I started using they them pronouns and um when I got to graduate school I made the decision that I wanted to um medically transition and um go through that whole process okay and you said so you were at Disney World when when you had your your I guess one of your first realizations how old were you at that time I would have had to have been 17 I think 17. Okay. And then when did you like start like um, socially transitioning and then medically transitioning? So I started socially transitioning um, when I was 21 and I didn't medically transition until I was, how old am I now? 26. So 23, 24. Okay. I didn't know you were that young. I didn't know you were two years younger than me. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. <Little> baby. <laughs> yeah, this is a baby. <laughs> but yeah, it's so funny how our stories are kinda are kinda uh similar. Like I um I didn't start medically and socially transitioning until I got to college. Um I um I knew there was something about me that wasn't uh, it just didn't click. Nothing was was clicking. Like like going through puberty, my first puberty <laughs> as a as a growing woman, it just didn't make sense. I was like, "What is this? Why am I growing these things on my chest? This is not. It's not." But I was like, "You know what? Like you said, I'm mind my business, and I'm just gonna go with it." But then over time, I was like, "This is still not clicking. I'm still having these thoughts. I'm still feeling this way." But then, like of course, like growing up in a very Christian household, I, I just you know pushed it away. Like you know how I like, prayed the gay away, all of that. So I'm like, okay, yes. you know, I, you know, this is just something small. It's, it comes away, it's gonna, and it's, it comes away, and then it, no, it comes back to me, and then it goes away. Um, so I was like, you know, this is nothing. But once I came here to watch you and like got like healthcare, which also was very helpful, um, I was like, mm, you know, this would be the perfect time to do this thing. So slowly but surely, like I started having conversations, and slowly but surely, I started changing my name and changed my pronouns, um, and then I started medically uh transitioning and it's so funny i'm like why did i why did it take so long like i really i really could have did this way sooner but now i'm like you know it 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 was perfect for for the time being especially during quarantine which was a a very interesting experience um so um with all i had to say like um 
for me, I I feel like I was always in some sense doing research about transness and about the queer community in general, especially in, in, in the quiet. <laughs> so my parents wouldn't see. I would go on their computer and like delete <laughs> so that they delete the history. Pull it up. I understand. Yeah. So I got it. Pull it up. Um, so uh, for you, did you uh, do any any research prior to transitioning? Were there any like questions that you were seeking out that you like uh, tried to see through the internet or through like um, like one on one conversations? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Since I was a kid, um, I feel like yeah, I I grew up in the church too. So like being gay or being trans was just like not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that very young. It didn't even really need to be told to me. I just knew. Exactly. Um, it, it, you know, you can pick that up from the whispers and the looks and the, you know, I had heard that, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts of conversations that adults were having around me. Um, but I was always curious and I always sort of, I can think back to when I was like five <laughs> and knowing, knowing very clearly that like, at the very least I'm queer, but I also feel like, yeah. um, you know, I didn't have a good understanding of gender or of what trans meant. I didn't know that word, but I knew that like how I was expected to be and how I felt yeah. were different. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt that I felt that in like, you know, getting ready for church and mm-hmm. the denomination I grew up in, we weren't allowed to wear pants. Um, what denomination so, you continue? So I grew up uh, Pentecostal. Uh-huh. Yep. Non, yeah, non-denominational Pentecostal, Kojic, yep. you understand. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. You understand. The trauma. So there were no, yeah, there were no pants. Um, so I had to, you know, Easter Sunday is high church. You got to mm-hmm. wear the white gloves and the frilly socks and yep. the patent leather and the, yes. you know, the big hat and all that. Absolutely hated and it. And I, yeah, I hated it. And as a kid, I just would protest so heavily um, to the point that my parents were like, what is your problem? <laughs> like, it, you can't wear shorts to Easter Sunday. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> like, mm, watch me. can I? <laughs> Can I know? Yeah. Yeah. So even as a kid, I would go to my, uh, at the time, you know, we didn't have laptops. Mm -hmm. uh, So we had that one big like desktop computer. And so I would go on there and I would, um, I don't think we had private browsers, but I knew how Mm -hmm. to delete the history. I knew how to do that even um, as as a young kid. So I would be Googling like, (laughs) how do you know that, how do you know if you're gay? How do you know if you're a boy? How do you? You know, and watching, um, I think another thing that helped me as a kid to understand myself was like watching uh, shows and stuff. And even though my parents were really strict about what we could watch and what we could listen to, Mm -hmm. they also had four kids and all these jobs. So, you know, to a certain extent, I could sneak around. And so we would watch Degrassi and we would watch like that's how I met the first person met the first person mm-hmm. I knew that was who was gay mm-hmm. like I had never actually met somebody who was out as a gay person though you know growing up in black church uh you know all the music people were gay right. but they just never said it exactly yeah, so yeah. it was the first time that I had like seen somebody who was gay and said it out loud yeah. um and the same thing with trans people and um yeah I, I turned to media a lot when YouTube came out too that became like a huge thing for me yeah. um just hearing people tell their stories and even before I came out as queer I came out as queer at 16 um in high school even before that I was like, I'm an ally. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, so I would like, you know, watch all of the It Gets Better videos and yes. um, 
feel the strange connection mm-hmm. to what they were talking about. But I was like, obviously that's not me, but like, I just have a lot of empathy. <laughs> yes, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> yes. That was basically like, deny. I, I am just an ally. I am here to support knowing damn well, like, I am of you and you are of me. So, period. So, again, same same uh, same uh kind of, like, um story. Like, grew up in, in a Christian household. My dad uh, is a, a, a P, uh, is a pastor, um, so I am a PK. Um, Ooh. <sighs> The struggle. And then I'm the oldest. So there was a lot on me to like be almost in a sense like the golden child and like be, I guess, the 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 figure for my for my siblings. I'm like, last I check, I'm a child. <laughs> like, um, why am I raising these these other two these other two people? Like, um, okay. Um, and so my my parents grew up uh Kojic, especially my dad. Um, um, and then went to Pentecostal and Baptist a little bit. Um, and same, like I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hated, I hated the dresses. I hated the frilly socks. I also protested by ripping said socks. Um, but I was also like, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to shake the boat. Like I would just like, you know, okay, like this is just, it just is what it is, you know. And um, yeah, and then over time I was like, no, this is not what it is. This does not make sense. Like I would see my brother, my oldest brother, like he would walk around shirtless and I'd be like, oh, that's not fair. I want to walk out around shirtless too, <laughs> you know, and he would have certain clothes, certain toys. And I'd be like, well, that's not fair. I want that too. <laughs> and it just never made sense to me how like in society they'll, they would associate like clothes or toys to a gender. I'm like, it's a toy. Like I can't have this toy because I'm a said girl. Like that's not, you not realize how much that's not making sense, but all right, you go off though. <laughs> and as I got older and then also like being involved in movement spaces that it, it definitely made me like rethink and break down like what I have been feeling um, over the years. Um, and like you said, like Degrassi was one of the first shows that I had watched um, seeing like an actual queer person come out. Uh, Marco, like I remember vividly mm-hmm. when he came vividly. out, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know I was happy, but I was also like nervous for him for some reason, like, uh, like really scared like of this person that I know nothing about it's just a show um but I really took a hold to it and took a, a, a liking to it um and then I came to the L word and this was when I was like coming into like my lesbianism in some sense like I wasn't out but I was out to myself and I was out to a few people um and that's also where I, where I saw like my first like trans person like granted this person was white but I was still like this is a trans person on a, a lesbian show cool mm-hmm. also getting into like oh that was problematic <laughs> I know it was. it was. It was. I know that now. <laughs> but when I was watching, I was like, whoa, this is great. Very problematic. But yeah. Um, and um, I'm trying to think. There was another show. Oh, True Life. There was a, a show mm-hmm. on MTV that was called True mm-hmm. Life. And there was a section where they were uh, talking about trans people. And there was this trans man who was going through uh, top surgery. And I'll never forget, like, whoa, like, that's so cool. And it was a black person, too. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's so dope. And, like, I remember remember seeing like the surgery part like how like they they came to like do the top surgery i was like oh no never mind i don't it's okay never mind <laughs> but then and i was watching this with my father and um he uh he was going through his healing process and then he went into the pool and he was like this is my first time shirtless in the pool yeah. and he was so happy and i was like crying i was so happy for him and i was also thinking like wow that's so cool like i wish that i could have that too and that mm-hmm. all turned on his head my dad was like why would they do that? Why would they like mutilate themselves like this? And da da da. I was like, well, 
that feeling is over and done with. We now, in his eyes, this is wrong, so I can't even think about this. Um, and then, of course, YouTube and Vine and, like, um, I'm trying to think there was something else. Oh, no, the, the Trevor Project. I remember, like, going through um, my teen years and, like, no, I took the back. My, um, maybe, like, my early 20s, um, there was a hotline that they had, and I was in, like, a really bad space, and I was, you know, to the point where I, I, was, I was really thinking of committing suicide um and i saw this number don't know how and called it like damn near every day and i was like huh okay this is all starting to make sense um and then got involved with the it, it, it gets better project and all that and yeah so that's interesting that's interesting like it's funny like now that you're when you're older you start to think of of things in your past you're like that was the moment aha okay okay and then you just realize like it all it, it was all going to lead up to here in the end in the end yeah. it was all going to it was all going to you know come this way um so we talked about you say um we talked about when you when you, when you started to socially and physically transition um how did you come into your pronouns like what was the journey through through all of that good question i think um in college uh yeah like one of for me one of the things that helped me to feel like that was okay was getting involved in movement spaces and meeting like black non-binary trans people. Yeah. Um, because previously, like it, it just seemed white people yes. and I'm like, that's not <laughs> whatever y'all are talking about. That's not me. It is not. Yes. I feel that. Like can't relate. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it, it really was like, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever told them this, but it really was like uh, meeting and becoming friends with Jay Shepard yeah, that yeah. like, like help me to see that like this was a viable path for me um yeah because previously I was just like yeah I can feel whatever way I feel about gender inside but like I can't do anything about it so like there's no reason to even entertain those thoughts right um and so seeing uh yeah seeing like that be modeled by somebody I like really respect Mm -hmm. on multiple levels um allowed me to sort of see that that was possible for me and so in college, like I, I felt like, you know, I, I know that I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm clear about that. Mm-hmm. That's not it. But I didn't feel and don't really feel like a boy either. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can do like they, them pronouns and that will feel better to me. Yeah. Um, and it did. It felt better for a while. But I realized that, like, the disconnect I always had with the name my parents gave me wasn't ever going to go away. Mm -hmm. That it it wasn't, yeah, like, it was was about people thinking that I was a girl or was a woman, Mm -hmm. I guess, because I was old, a woman. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wasn't, like, 12. Right, what is it? Uh, Uh. Yeah. (laughs) And so when people would talk about what it means to be a woman for them, I would be like... Exactly, like... I just am like, I don't, I didn't have anything to say and I didn't have any sort of, I felt like I didn't have the experiences other people were talking about. Um, Yeah. So when I started medically transitioning, it was like the first time that I had seriously considered like changing my name. And I knew that was going to be some shit because my parents, um, my parents are big on names, like very big. They, and this is like a black people thing. Like (laughs) they, they picked our names on purpose Uh um, with intention and um, I knew that when I told them that I was going to change my name it was going to be serious Um, 
and that put off that choice um, for a while. And I knew the same was going to be true with top surgery. I knew that I wanted it. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you being in grad school was the first time I consistently had health insurance. I had never in my life consistently had health insurance and definitely never had good health insurance ever. Um, so it was the first time that I had that. So in my mind, I was like getting top surgery or going on hormones isn't possible financially even. So why even go there? Um, and I didn't know that it would be possible because I have health insurance now and like high quality health insurance. Um, I deviated from your question no, no, a lot. No, no, you, but... no, you know, you are good. Like, you know, it was in the same, it was in the same bandwidth. It was in the same, um, okay. yeah, no, no, you are good. Um, yeah, no, you said a lot there. Um, cause again, same situation. Um, I, I came to my pronouns a little late. Like I stayed with she, her for a while. So no other pronouns felt right to me personally. Um, but oddly enough, my, my partner at the time, my, uh, my, uh, at the time when we both identified as, uh, cis, um, women, um, my wife at the time, she, um, changed her pronouns to they, them first. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> and then of course, like talking with, uh, with Charles Unique and, and Jay Shepard and, and uh, Eli Cho and like, you know, talking with them. I was like, mm. it was like the more I was talking to people, the more things started to come together. And I was like, okay, let me try changing my pronouns. And they didn't fit for a bit. Um, and then I was like, it still don't, it still don't feel right. I, was, I also attached with my, my dead name. So I was like, okay, maybe if I change my name, uh, it'll start to feel better. So I changed it. To, I changed it to Damon. And at first I was like, it's a very simple name. I don't really like this name, but it, but it was as close to my, my dead name as possible. So I was like, okay, to parley with my parents, this is as close as I'm going to get. This is as good as I'm going to get. And um, I didn't actually tell my parents about my name. They kind of just saw it. <laughs> like, I just changed it over time, like, with, because uh, they share, like, pretty much everything with me. My Netflix, my Hulu, <laughs> my Amazon Prime, all of that. So, slowly but surely, I changed all of that. And um, I remember my parents, my mom was coming to visit me in my um, at my place, and my name was on there. And she was like, wait, wait, are we in the right, are we in the right room? I was like, mm-hmm. And just walked in. And she was like, wait, your name is, your name is this on here i was like mm-hmm. and she's like oh you changed your name i was like huh she was like well that's gonna i'm gonna it's gonna take me some getting used to it like, i figured so you know i'm not i wasn't trying to push anything on you like just want you to know that this is here <laughs> and this is my name <laughs> uh, and even still now they still have trouble saying my the name that i that i want to go by but they're trying and that's something that i didn't think was possible before um mm-hmm. especially like in their talkings about trans people around me i was i just knew i was like absolutely not they're gonna totally disrespect me they are this is not even going to go even an nth of what I'm thinking but they actually are trying to say like you know my name and my pronouns um so I went I I came to my he him pronouns maybe a year a year and a half ago um and it's funny like I used to hate being called he or him I used to hate being called sir um like it used to just grind my gears before I transitioned and during it but now I'm like oh I love it it's so euphoric like when somebody calls me especially an older black man calls me boss man I'm like I'm a <laughs> and I love it. Um, so it makes more sense to me now, although I still don't necessarily feel like a man, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just it just feels good to me just being called he, him, being called the pronouns I've always wanted to be called. Um, and that I've mm-hmm. always in my mind envisioned myself, like even when, when when people would call me by my dad name and say, oh, she's this and she's that. I would be like in my head, like, no, he is this and he is that. Um, but of course, never said it out loud. 
Um, until I started getting involved in movement spaces and just basically going on about life. And I'm like, yes, no, all of this makes sense. All of this is, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my dad was the only person I was like, oh, I'm not even going to even entertain. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> like, I'll try with my with my mother and my siblings. Like, they're, this is easy. Got them. My dad, I was like, mm, now how the hell are we going to do this? This is... Hmm. We gonna wait. <laughs> we gonna wait on you. We gonna wait. Uh, but yeah. So going into all that, um, you mentioned like your parents had your parents had a struggle with your name. Um. So what I what I wanted to ask, what was coming out to like your friends, your parents, like pretty much all the people that that love on you. How how what was that like? Um. Yeah. It was some shit. Yeah. It was some shit. Uh. So basically, um. Uh. This is the summer of 2019. I um I spent the summer in my hometown, Tulsa, Oklahoma, okay. um, doing research, but also I just wanted to spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, uh, obviously, well, there was like a lot of uh, movement stuff happening in Tulsa, yeah. probably for the first time ever. Um, and <laughs> you hate you hate to see it. We'll get into conversations later about neoliberalism and all that. But anyway, so I was helping with some movement stuff that was going on there um, and just trying to guide folks into abolition. Um, and yeah, I, I reached out to get a therapist, Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't have one, um, since I was in St. Louis. And so it'd been a year and like, I needed to have a therapist. Uh Um, and you know, in our first sort of conversation, I was like, yeah, one of the things I want to talk about is that I'm trying to decide if I like want to medically transition. Mm. And um, yeah, she was like, it seems like you already made your decision about that. Mm. You just need to like get comfortable with what your decision is. Right. And and so for the rest of that summer, we would meet and we would talk about my plan to come out to my parents mm. because I knew that was going to be the hardest um, jump because basically everybody who was close to me knew that I used they, them pronouns, knew that I identified as non-binary, that wasn't going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think my friends were going to be surprised. And they weren't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they weren't. But I knew my parents were going to be a struggle. Um, so I came out to my dad first. Oh, he what? visited that September. Um, and I just like sat him down. I th- he was like, it was late at night. We had just had some pizza. And I was like, dad, I need to talk to you. Um, and I just told him everything. I said, like, I started hormone therapy. Um, I plan on getting top surgery. I'm a trans person. I use they, them pronouns, which you all have never used for me, even though it's everywhere on anything I do. You haven't used them ever. Um, And I want to change my name eventually. And so I, you know, admittedly, I gave him a lot of information at once. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just said, here you go. But I I get it. Like you like I I have to tell you this or else I'm not going to tell you. So here it is. Exactly. Literally, that's how it went. Yeah. Like I had thought about it for a really long time. Exactly. I I had planned with my therapist to come out to my parents before I went back to Austin before I started hormones, but I I couldn't. There were just a number of instances that made me feel like it wasn't safe to do so yet. Yeah. Um. So I just sort of cornered my dad, told him everything I had to say, and he was really receptive. He was mm-hmm. just like, "This isn't that surprising to me," uh-huh. but um, you know, he had concerns about the violence that I would face, which. Mm-hmm fair um and he had concerns about like physiologically if anything was like he had never heard of someone being on hormones so he was like is something like bad gonna happen to you like health wise like is it gonna be fine Mm. 
Um, those were his two concerns, but we both agreed that like, he ought not tell my mom, like that's a conversation I need to have with her. Um, and so I promised myself that I was going to come out to her before the end of the year. So on December 30th, I called my mother, um, and I said, mom, we need to talk. And it was a very long conversation over FaceTime. Um, and she reacted really, really poorly. Um, yeah, like, Thankfully, we weren't in the same place. So like, well, my mom wasn't going to do anything like that. But like, there wasn't physical violence, but like the emotional sort of psychological violence was significant. Um, So like, she said things like, I feel like my child is dead. Mm -hmm. You told everybody but me. Why am I the last to know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, what am I supposed to call you? It was like really, I had prepared um, emotionally for it to not go well. Um, I did not, I was not prepared for how poorly it actually went. Um, My mom, just as background. So my mom grew up in the church, all of that. Mm. And she also does like um, diversity trainings and stuff. Like, yikes has trans friends like like the whole thing um so like knows this language is not new to this language um but i think for her it was me being trans was something that she actively avoided for years um since i was a child um and me telling her forced her to confront that reality and she freaked out um i am the second born of four i have an older sister and two younger brothers so a large piece of our family dynamic has always been like there are the boys and the girls Mm -hmm. and me being trans upsets that dynamic yeah um eventually my mom came around we didn't talk for a while um and you know her yeah i'm like how much should i say on this podcast um her and my dad you feel comfortable yeah yeah her and my dad were like having issues too because um she felt betrayed by the fact that my dad didn't tell her and they've you know they've been married for 30 years Mm -hmm. they've like they're one of few married couples i know who are actually madly in love with each other still and it just it upset a lot of things um my mom told my grandmother uh and sort of told people which in some ways like was helpful in other ways was just like ah i wish i could have been in control of this information um yeah but essentially a month later i made a facebook post and an instagram post or something mm-hmm. um facebook for the older people because that's where all the older relatives are uh-huh. instagram for everybody else yeah, yeah. um and just basically said like i'm a trans person this is what this means to me um you know this is my new name mm-hmm. this is how to use they them pronouns in a sentence like did the whole thing yeah because I knew people would be confused. Um, And yeah, so sort of overlapping with all of this, um, I also was like, did a consultation for top surgery and sort of um, did, yeah. um, So that was part of the things. And um, I went about trying to change my name formally. So like going through all of the stupid legal channels that one has to go through to make that happen. I'm not looking forward to that at all. 
yeah, there, I can certainly guide you through, but there, yeah, there's a lot to, to just balance. Um, yeah. Coming out did not go how I expected it to go uh-huh. um, in positive ways and negative ways and negative ways we've talked about. Um, but my mom and uh, my family as a whole has come around uh-huh. um, for the most part. They call me Jaden. Sometimes they like slip up yeah. um, if they're like thinking too fast and yeah. whatnot. Um, and, you know, you mentioned earlier that you like sort of made a um, compromise with your parents around, uh, yeah, like your name and stuff. And uh, I feel like I did similarly. So one thing about my family is that all of the kids have two middle names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I didn't want to like upset that. Like mm-hmm. I was, I wanted to be intentional about including that. Yeah. Um, and so like one of, one of my middle names I chose for myself, okay. Malcolm. Um, and the other one was sort of me trying to make peace with my mom uh-huh. um so my brother my last brother um he was um supposed to be a girl and okay. his name was going to be bailey Cute. and and when you know my brother came out he was most certainly not a girl <laughs> <laughs> and so his name is houston but um so my second middle name is bailey and that was my way of trying to oh, that was um, yeah. yeah like make peace with with my mom but yeah they use they pronounce pretty well my brother still struggles he just doesn't understand the grammar part of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you use it every day when you think about it it. every day he he can't he can't (laughs) do it when he's talking to me yeah and he means like you uh-huh. he'll use they and i'm just like sir like, no like i'm need no you, i need you to get together i need you to get together. get together so one of the things one of the other compromises i made was like going by they he so like uh-huh. i could alleviate the like having to explain over and over and over again mm-hmm. how to use they in a sentence and people being like it's too hard and yes whatever yeah, yes. um it's just too much and so now that I'm like, you know, my voice has changed. Mm-hmm. I had top surgery. When I walk out in the world, people think I'm a cis dude. So I just, you know, he works good. Exactly. Um, and I found that, yeah, like you, I actually like it. Like I didn't think I would. Yeah. Um, but there's something about it that feels like I'm being recognized. Yes. And that that's the part that I enjoy. Yeah. And I think also like I remember like um I, for some reason I remember some conversations about like why trans men um go by he, him pronouns instead of they them like for like power dynamic and I did not want to be one of those ones that wanted to be called he him for sake of power I'm like no that's not that's not my story it may be somebody else's story but it's not mine um so that's also the reason why I kind of stayed away from he him and identifying as a trans man because for some reason like uh I feel like a lot of people lump trans men trans mass folks in with cis men it's like hold on now (laughs) no no it's not the same we are not we're not of them at all (laughs) at all we're not the same so that's also the reason why I pushed back against it but then I was like I like you said I come into the I come out into the world physically now and you know vocally as you know a man you know so to speak so I'm like I might as well just lean into it and then like you said like constantly explaining you know the they them pronouns and how to use it I was like this is not my ministry I see that teaching is just not it's not it for me um I'm the person to be like Google 
But also, Google is not always right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you these resources because I'm not the one. I'm not the one because I will cuss you out. So, <laughs> so for my better judgment, I'm just gonna just have just he day. You could choose to use day if you want, but he is 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 the one that I want. Um, and so back to my back to my name. Um, so my parents. My mom and my dad, especially my mom, uh, she named kind of like what you had said, like my parents, like there's a split of like girls and boys. Um, my dad had other children outside of, of my mom's relationship. He also was married before my mom. Um, so I kind of came in very oddly and all of this. <laughs> um, and um, so I'm like the oldest of the second set of children, which is me, my sister and my little brother. Um, so me and my sister, we were named after Jules. Um, um, her name is Jade. So, of course, my name <laughs> had to be Diamond. Um, and at first, I was going to stay with it because I knew of a lot of guys whose name whose name was Diamond. So, I was like, okay, I'll stay with that. But just even saying it now, just like, ugh, like mm, it don't feel, it just see. <laughs> like, no. Um, but I got the intention of, like, the name. And it was nice for a while. And, like, there was this whole thing of, like, when my dad would introduce us in church, like, oh, these are my jewels, you know, da-da-da-da. And it would be, like, this whole hoopla. And it was cute. And um, I, I got it. Um, and then my middle name um is something my mom chose like she loves uh chanel perfume so that's my that's my my dad name my dad uh first name and my middle, my middle name um so i chose damon because it was close to diamond and now uh i chose uh khalil for my middle name to sound as close as it can to chanel um and i was like i've always loved the name khalil um and so i was like oh perfect and it's spelled with c so with a k so i was like Perfect. This is works well. Great. Um, but I haven't told my parents uh, my middle name yet, so <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Um, but um, so it's funny. Like as far as your coming out experience goes, um, our stories are the opposite. Um, in some ways, kind of kind of a bit similar. I um, in all the times that I have came out to my to my parents, um, my mother has been the most supportive. Um, like when I first came out as as a as a lesbian to her, she was like, I knew. I knew all along. I was just waiting for you to tell me. Like, I had crocodile tears. I had thought about this over and over again, and just, I just broke. And she was like, it's okay. Like, it's all right, honey. Like, I knew it's, uh, come, 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 come. And, like, my my sister uh, and my, my brother, they were like, oh, yeah, we knew. So then, you know, that was that was fine. I thought I was done. No, I came out as bisexual, and I thought I was done. And I, But even then, I was like, I'm lying out my teeth. I am not a bit of bi. <laughs> but it was easy for me. So I was like, okay. So then I came out as a lesbian. And it was like, now that makes more sense. We knew you was bullshitting. No, that makes more sense. So I was like, okay, cool. But then I was like, uh oh, might go for another change. And so I came out as non-binary, but I didn't come out to them as non-binary. Um, so that part I had skipped with them. Um, and then I had I had came out as trans to my mom first because I knew she was she was gonna uh, be um, receptive receptive to it. But um, and she was she was just confused of like I guess how I got to that point. Um, and even then she was like, you know, in all of your, your coming out, like your, you know, in, in, I guess in a sense, your, your transition on top of like this transition, um, it makes sense. And the more I told her and the more I explained to her, I was like, you don't remember like me always taking my brother's clothes. I'm always wearing his clothes to school. I would take off like the clothes that you would give me and change at school. Uh, I, I hated wearing dresses. I, I, I 
cared for perfume, but I love cologne. Um, I was like, and then like when I would see like certain people on TV, like Janet Jackson, oh my God, I was like, when I would see her, like it didn't, it didn't click. She was like, now you say all this, it does make sense. I'm like, thank you, don't it? Um, and so, so it, it was a slow start for her, but she got it. Um, my siblings have been, they um they got it they get it they understand they're still hard on like my pronouns they they still slip up and of course with my name but I'm more like it's it's to be expected like I'm not I'm not one to like press people about respecting my pronouns unless you know better if you know better then I'm like now come on come on you know better now if it's people that are just coming into this I'm like okay I'm gonna give you a little bit of grace um because I I this is all new to me too and I I'm sure like there was someone that taught me it was like come on man <laughs> So you know it's a it's a it's a whole learning a whole learning curve, um, but so what? So it's funny how you said that you came out to your mom on December the thirtieth. I came out officially to my dad uh, January first of this year. I could not hold it. I could not shoulder it any longer. He was asking way too many questions, uh, and I was like, I can't hold this anymore. And I was talking to uh, Fenderson, and I was like, I don't know if I want to tell him. I don't feel the need to. And he was like, But you, but you, you, but why? I'm like because like I know his reaction and so to like better like take care of myself there's no point in, in telling him and he was like I mean he's gonna find out either way when wouldn't you rather you tell him than somebody else I was like that's very true but it still took me forever and I of course went to therapy and like talked it out and I was like it's still <laughs> I'm still not wanting to tell this man at all because we have a very <sighs> We have a very interesting relationship with that man, um, and um, and so yeah, my mom. I'm surprised my mom and my and my siblings held held that secret together for for a minute, for at least two years. Um, and then I was just like, you know, at first I was going to write it, and I was like, no, because I didn't want to like talk to him and say it, and like obviously like shaking and stuttering on my words, what have you. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be like, you will not uh, break me, you will not shake me. And so I was like, yes, yeah, that gonna work. So I was like, okay, maybe if I call him, and I was like, mm, no. Um, and that's like, oh, text. But then I was like, oh, that's so informal. Fuck it. <laughs> so, and so I, I, I just texted to him and I was like, okay. And sin. I was like, damn. Oh, no, I want to take it back. But then he sent uh, a text back soon after and was like, you know, you my child. I love you. Um, I, I wouldn't treat you any any different. I was like, what? And I had to I had to shut my phone up. I was like, wait a minute. I wasn't expecting that. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me read that again. <laughs> and so I read it again. I was like, and he, he says something about like, I don't know why you would want to transition into a, a man especially a black man at that you know we have uh, a lot you know going against us and stuff and I was like okay anyway if you gonna look over that alright <laughs> like I think I get what you're saying but this is not that anywho um, so I, I, bop, I bypassed that and then he was like you know your own relationship with God is your own relationship and I was like thank you for that because that's what I really thought he was going to do I really thought he was going to be like oh you know it's against God's will you're going to hell like really thought about that because when I when I came out as as a uh, bi, he was like, I would never marry you off. I would never come to your wedding. Um, and you know, and that's my stance on that. And I and I knew I was like, I figured so, and I was cool with that. But it was that it was the transition part. I was like, this is changing my body. This is like you know, yeah. um, even though I've always identified as trans in some sense since I was a kid, um, this is my first time actually saying it out loud. 
Um, and he took it completely different from how I, I thought he was going to take it. And then he was like, we'll talk soon. Um, I was like, okay. And we, we haven't yet to talk. And I don't think I plan to. But um, the fact that he like is even willing to even have a conversation, it's like, wow. And I think he knows, like, I'm a grown adult and you cannot tell me what to do anymore. Like, once after I left your house was when I said, peace. <laughs> peace. <laughs> like, no, bro. And then especially now, like, I'm, I'm nearing my, my 30s. I'm like, bro, look here. I'm old. <laughs> old and tired like no no you're not finna tell me you're not no i'm sorry um and so um there was something else i was going to say to that to um i can't remember but yeah um oh no so for tomorrow for trans day of visibility i'm thinking about like coming out in general <laughs> like you said for facebook because my my elders are there uh and it's the only place the one place where i can like talk to them in a whole you know in a, in a, in a at a whole so i'm like should I? And then now I'm thinking like, what is the purpose? What is the point of doing it? Um, but the point of, of doing it so that when I come out into the world and I see them, one, they don't out me and call me by a name that I don't associate with or pronouns I don't associate with. And then two, they know my name and the pronouns I associate with. Um, so they don't get it confused and I don't have to cuss nobody out. <laughs> so, um, but I'm still like, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it. Cause I did it on Instagram. That was cool. Um, but yeah, on, on Facebook, I'm like, that's, uh, all of, all of the people on there are church to the bone. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know. Uh, so I'm still pondering on that and we shall see whatever goes tomorrow. Um, so yeah, and all of that, um, what, um, what do you think about like the idea of queer folks having to come out? Uh, a few things. Yeah. Um, I do think that, yeah, it's a very Western understanding of identity and experience. And even the term identity is very rooted in Western constructs yeah. of knowledge. Um, I think I completely respect people who, I, well, let me walk backwards. Mm -hmm. um, medically transitioning and like changing my name has allowed me to understand why people don't come out yeah. in a way that I didn't understand like as like a cis gay person. Yeah. Um, because I, I definitely like bought into the idea that like, you know, closets are killing people. Like you, everybody needs to come out. Mm -hmm. um, and like, now as like a trans masculine person um as a black trans masculine person right. who has at times the ability to pass mm -hmm. like i i try to and i i wasn't expecting that from myself mm -hmm. um that wasn't something i was expecting like after getting top surgery um was that i would like feel this need to go um under the radar or stealth mm -hmm. um and like i'll notice if i if i'm you know like talking to a cis dude I'll make sure my tone is lower yeah. so that they can't pick up on like the high parts of my voice that are still there. Or, you know, like if I'm standing somewhere, I have a tendency to like, you know, like do a little like lean situation and I'll realize that I'm doing that and stand up straight. Uh -huh. um, and all of that is to avoid detection yeah. um, and to avoid, you know, possible violence and also just not have like not wanting to explain shit to people uh -huh. um, and particularly when it comes to like bathroom safety yeah. that's something i think about a lot is yeah. like yeah like when i can go to the bathroom mm -hmm. where um and how to do that in a way that is safe right. um yeah because like i don't really have plans on getting bottom surgery or anything mm -hmm. so like um and i think it's very strange that people just whip out their dicks like in front of each other and pee that's weird <laughs> 
I don't understand it. I don't want any parts of it. So like, I know that like going, you know, like I had never used the men's bathroom until after I got tuck surgery this past May. Oh, really? Yeah, I had never done that before because I didn't pass enough to do that. Okay. So like, I didn't, I didn't know what went on in there. I just knew it was probably disgusting. And I was correct about that. <laughs> um, but like, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that like, oh, when dudes go to use the stall, the presumption is you're like doing number two. Yeah. So like, I have to like, I, and I know it sounds crazy and maybe this oh, hope no, it's, won't. Not. it's not, I have the same thoughts. It's not like, I, I have to like be really intentional about who's next to me mm-hmm. and who's in the bathroom and like how I can be safely yeah um which is wild you're trying to use the bathroom yeah but it's i think about it every time yeah and like i will go hours without using the bathroom if i know that the place that i'm at is like not gonna be a good place for me Mm -hmm. to use the bathroom um and these are things that i just simply did not think would be um things that would come up for me and so like i to get back to the question um i completely understand why people wouldn't want to come out like i i now if i don't know if somebody knows i'm trans like people i used to know Mm -hmm. i intentionally avoid them like i I won't talk to them if i see them i won't talk to them and i'll wait till they approach me and if they approach me then like okay but if i'm not sure i i just don't talk to them because i am so deathly afraid of someone saying something or doing something that's gonna hurt and so i just i i don't Mm -hmm. and yeah medically transitioning has completely changed my view um because like everybody i grew up you know watching the the specials and hearing people talk about Mm -hmm. um black men on the dl and how like they were really stigmatized for being on the dl and not being being out and still being with their you know family while they were doing their extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. and i grew up judging those people but i absolutely understand why somebody would feel the need to do that and um yeah that's been a shift i think in in my um thought process and politics since since um transitioning yeah i feel that yeah it's funny how you um how you said about um like um not not going into the bathroom until after you um had top because my story has been so I, I i don't have top surgery yet i'm still like waiting on um insurance as you know um so i wonder how that's going to be like but like i was pretty much outed into going <laughs> into the men's bathroom uh because i was still going into like the women's bathroom uh at the beginning of the year because i didn't think i didn't think nothing about it like i thought like due to quarantine like nobody's really gonna be paying attention to me as i'm going in and out um but one of the workers here like of course i have short hair and like physically i like i i have muscle and like i i look like a cis guy um but i thought to me because my chest is bigger and i and i bind it and especially when it's a shirt that's um like this very tight or what have you i always think that people can see my lumps <laughs> so i'm thinking like okay i'm in the clear but i was not and she came to me it was like yeah you're in the girls bathroom and you need to be in the boys bathroom out loud i'm like okay i will do that thank you and i just wanted to like sink to the floor i have never been through anything like that and i'm like i didn't think it was gonna happen that soon i was like oh shit i have to really be careful now because at first i was just like going to the bathroom minding my business and of course i would get stares but it was no different from how i was before um before i transitioned it was no different so i was like okay not thinking nothing about it um so then like <laughs> I, I had to get myself like mentally prepared to go into the men's bathroom because like, i don't know nothing about it <laughs> so i'm like 
okay. So I would go in, and even still now, like, I uh, I go in the bathroom really quickly, go, and I come out. I try to, like, not go in when other people are in. Um, but then I start thinking, like, they're not really caring about if I'm using the bathroom or not. They're using the bathroom, they're leaving. Um, but I do tend to overthink when I'm using one of the styles. Like, they probably thinking, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like doing, so, doing something else. And I'm like, no, I'm just, like, peeing so that you don't see. Um, and, like, I've, I've bought the prosthetics and all of that, and those don't work. Um, and I also am not looking forward to, 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 I'm not looking at bottom surgery. I once, hopefully once like medicine catches up, maybe I'll think about it. Other than that, it's just too much risk. And I'm like, I'm cool with my parts. I'm cool with the parts that I have. <laughs> like, did I wish I had the other part? Yes. Yes, I do. But to actually go through surgery and go through multiple surgeries just for that said part, no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> shout outs to those that do. Shout outs to those that, that have it and they love it. Great for you. It's not for me. Um, I want these mofos off of me. That's what I've been dreaming about since they grew. <laughs> and I can't wait for them to be gone. <laughs> Um, but I feel like it's, it's funny. Like, like you had said, like I used to, um, look at people who were on the down low as like, um, kind of like not shame, but like, well, I guess it would be kind of shame, but like, like kind of like why just come out just, you know, but it's also like, it's not that simple. Like, obviously like we see like what coming out, you know, does for us, you know, some, some of us, you know, are, um, get so hyper, hyper visible that we are, um, attacked. Some of us are killed. Um, and it's a lot so I can see why coming out is just like Mm-mm, I'm I'm safe in this closet this closet is nice it's spacious it's nice you know I get it I totally get it but then also with coming out there's a freedom to it you're not hiding anymore you are basically like you know being yourself have you I, you're being yourself how you've always envisioned yourself um and I think that's the beautiful part like yeah of course there are very very scary parts that we have to be mindful of um that I didn't necessarily think until I started transitioning like damn like I really have to be very careful with how I move um but I feel like that's just no different from like being a black person like we have to yeah. move very differently um so like with with coming out like I, I feel like it's a, it's a blessing and a curse um but I definitely um I do realize my privilege also like being able to have health care and being able to be in, in, in an institution that is able to provide said health care. Um, and even though like this place is a lot of things, I will say like I technically feel a bit safer here because people know me and they know they know my story. They know my my my, my transition, basically. Uh, if I had this anywhere else, it probably would have been a different story, um, especially doing it in a place that I call home. So. Um, so, yeah, that that has been interesting. Um, but yeah, um, so going into all of that, um, what are some things like you wish you had learned prior to, to transitioning? Mm -hmm. One of the things that, um, I think maybe I knew, but like, I didn't know Mm -hmm. if you catch that difference. Like I thought having top surgery was going to be like the end Mm -hmm. of my like internal struggle with gender. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't like it, that hasn't gone away right and um yeah i think yeah i mean that internal struggle is there because we live in a society mm. that says we shouldn't exist the way that we do exactly um and like for me that's what dysphoria means not that there's something wrong with me but there's something wrong with the way the society is structured mm-hmm. and as a result of that i feel internally conflicted because of what's going on externally right um yeah so that would be one thing that i i wish i would have known but i i also think that's part of the process like you know things do change obviously a lot has changed about my life Mm -hmm. 
um, since having top surgery. And, um, you know, maybe this is just how my brain works or this happens to other people. But Mm -hmm. since having top surgery, it's hard for me to like, imagine what my life was like before. Like, it's like, it just doesn't, we just don't recognize that. Like, it's just not. It's like, how did that end up that? Like, okay. Yeah, it just it feels like life has always been this way, even uh-huh. though I know um, my body remembers right. that it has not been that way. Right. But um, yeah, that's that's something that was interesting that I wasn't really expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I think building off of what I said before that like coming out and all of these like big pillars of what it means to be queer or mm-hmm. trans, like they're not always as simple as like, you know, you you realize you're trans and then you, you're just trans to everybody that like there's actually for me at least um I feel like I use discretion Mm -hmm. a lot more than I was expecting to and it's not necessarily out of shame though I think obviously there's still some of that there um but just like understanding that this is my it's my shit Mm -hmm. and I don't have to tell you if it's not relevant to what like the nature of our relationship right um, you know, so for me, that looks like, so right now I have a, a knee injury. I have a stress fracture in my knee. And so I've been in physical therapy for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, the physical therapist doesn't need to know that I'm trans in order to treat my knee. <laughs> exactly. It's my like, knee. <laughs> it's my knee. If I were having surgery, then I would change the way that, you know, they obviously need to know any exactly. sort of medicine that I'm on. But, you know, like the physical therapist calls me, sir, like mm-hmm. that, that works for me. Like, I don't, I don't actually need you to know that part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, growing up in this very white understanding of what it means to be queer and trans, Mm -hmm. it's this idea that like, everybody's got to know, you've got to wear your little flag behind yourself and be throwing glitter everywhere. And like, I just don't, I don't feel the need to do that. Like, that's perfectly okay. And that, yeah. And that, that's been a change for me. Like I, when I came out, I got really involved in Um, and like queer organizing as like a a kiddo and um yeah there was like all of this stuff around coming out and being out and being proud um that requires several levels of privilege in order to achieve um and so I thought I was going to feel similarly about being trans and I just I don't like I I relate a lot to the folks who have said you know like I tell the people who need to know and the other people don't and I don't feel bad about that absolutely um it's you know it's a question question of safety it's a question of comfort mm-hmm. um and it's just like it's it's my business so right. like <laughs> right like i mean we typically don't talk about genitals with like strangers so exactly. like I don't, i'm not sure why i would do that now exactly. like that <laughs> i don't feel like i need to do that right. um yeah yeah those are those are some of the things that i i wish oh this is another important one mm-hmm. that like everyone may not stay for the journey right um and that's okay too mm-hmm. like i think about um you know, friendships I've had and relationships that I've been in where people like offloaded their stuff mm-hmm. onto me about being trans and what that meant for them rather than what it means for me. Right. Um, you the person going through it. Yeah, the person going through it. And even, you know, with my mom, who I love dearly, um, there's some moments where I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not, you're, you're missing the mark. Yeah, you're missing the um, point. You're missing the point. I'm like, it's okay to let some of those people go. Mm-hmm. Um, you 
you know, if, like you said, there's a certain level of um, patience that one has to have in this process with the people around you. Um, And it is, it's deeply unfair. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's deeply unfair and fucked up that we have to have that. Um, Yeah. But with, it does reach a certain point where one has to say like, you either get on board Mm -hmm. or you don't. And if you don't, you're the one who's missing out, not me. Um, And that was one of the conversations I had to have with my mom. And it was very hard because as you know, in our community, we don't talk to our parents like that. If you like life, yeah, exactly. (laughs) if you like living, you don't talk to your parents like that. Yeah. But, but I had to be very strong and, and say like, my identity is not up for debate Mm -hmm. or discussion. Right. What we're talking about is how willing you are to engage with this. And if you're not willing, you know, like LeBron said, I'm taking my talents elsewhere. Okay. And of course I was crying and I was like hyperventilating during all this. So it wasn't as glamorous as it sounds now, but, um, but yeah, I had to be straight up with her Uh and I've had to have that conversation multiple times with people, um, over the years. And in my experience, thankfully, most people have got, have gotten their shit together. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not a promise. Like some people won't, and that's just, that's where they're at, but they don't have to be on this journey with you. And then it's just unnecessary, unnecessary labor on us. Like, we're already laboring enough and now I have to labor and telling you how to respect me. Although you like that set respect for yourself. So make it make sense. <laughs> Cause it's not two plus two, not equal in four. I need some understanding. Um, um, but I, um, you know, I, I definitely agree. Like I, like I said before, I'm a person that's not very, I'm not really a confrontational person unless I really have to be. Um, I'm not a person that really, I, unless I have to like shake the table, I will. Other than that, I won't. Like I pretty much keep like my my thoughts and my uh, I guess my quote unquote sufferings to myself unless I feel like I need to share it. Um, and so like like you had said, like I I had to do the same thing with my parents, especially my dad. I was like, look, like like I said, I'm an adult, so you cannot talk to me any type of way as you thought you could at, when I was a kid, and even then that was wrong. So I'm telling you, like the child me said it thought it was wrong, and now the adult me is telling you now that I have like. A, a voice and I actually have some some gusto about me now um I'm not I'm not taking up that disrespect and you know like with black parents they always are like you know I'm the parent and you are the child and you should respect me it's like how how should I just respect you because you're my parent shouldn't the respect go both ways like it doesn't make sense how I should automatically respect you because you helped give me life okay I didn't ask to come here (laughs) I didn't ask to be born so like no I will I will like that same respect and if you can't respect me doodles see you like I I don't have time I don't have the time to to I don't have time for people's bullshit I have my own bullshit like I don't I don't have the time to constantly have to show you my worth and show you um yeah show you my worth that they're they're like no like 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 how I see you as a whole being as a whole person you should see me too um and that's how I feel in a sense about coming out too like I get folks who are who are in the clouds and, and also like you had said with with being out and proud not everybody has that journey not everybody has that bandwidth in that space um um, to do that because of safety concerns or what have you um and that's perfectly okay like just because you're out or just because you're 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 closeted does not mean you still can't be proud um it like it doesn't take uh, take anything away from how you identify you know in your journey um if you so choose to keep your journey to yourself that's good and great if anything that's 
probably less stress on you. <laughs> but if you choose to like come out, that's also great. Welcome. <laughs> you know, um, and I just I guess I feel like before I was like, why is there this whole stress of coming out? Like, just come out. Like, why do we need to know this? But now as a person who's who's, who's come out multiple times, I'm like, oh, no, no, this is needed <laughs> because you're constantly changing as a person. And I want you to know that me as a person is constantly changing, constantly evolving. This is the way that you should you should move about around me. I'm not the person that you grew up with in high school, middle school, whatever school. I'm not, you know, the child that you that in some sense, I am the child that you raised, but I'm not the child that was so meek and so quiet and so like oh I just want to keep the peace hell no I will shake the shit if I have to like <laughs> like do not play with me <laughs> and it took a while it took it, it took a bit to get here uh, and 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 I think also with like what I wish I had learned to uh, about before transitioning is everybody's transitioning journey, journeys are different not everybody's journeys look the same not everybody's going to go the same route uh, I thought like oh once you once you once you come out as trans you get surgery um um, or you socially transition, you medically transition, and then that's it. But like you said, like no, you still have you still have um, things that you have to have to work through. You know, mentally, physically, emotionally. Like there are still things along with your transness that you that you have to um, work through. Um, so the work is never done. Um, so that's what I wish I had learned to uh, prior to transition, and I wish I had learned about like what testosterone does to your body. Because I'm like, okay, like I like the YouTube videos were great, all, all well and good. But I'm like. Nobody told me that when you on T, like sometimes your body gets hot. <laughs> like you, like you sweat it out. Nobody told me like, hey, you know, some things down below are going to grow and it's going to hurt. Didn't know nothing about that. Didn't know that like, oh, you know, uh, sometimes like vocally your voice can crack. <laughs> Didn't know nothing about that. Like, and it's funny, like talking to my, my brothers who are cis and they're like, yeah, have fun. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck y'all. Y'all get on my nerves. Um, so, like, basically going through a second puberty. I didn't know nothing about that. I thought you just you just medically transitioned, and you had top surgery, and that was it. I did not know of, like, the whole emotional and mental, you know, factors that go into transition. Like, yes, it can give you euphoria, and, you know, you're finally being the person that you always wanted to be. But that's still like a mind fuck because you you're you're having to process you know past feelings and now current feelings and you're like trying to make sense of everything on top yeah. of like shit you know today. Um, so it's a journey. It's going to constantly be a journey. Um, okay, so going back into um, what was I finna do? Oh, so Trans Day of Visibility is tomorrow um, that I mentioned earlier. So I wanted to ask like, what does visibility mean to you? Yeah, it's funny how you um, you mentioned Miss. Uh, Miss Major, mm -hmm. because um, a couple of years ago uh, for Transgender Day of Visibility, mm -hmm. she released this video. Um, and ever since I saw it for the first time, it stuck with me. Mm -hmm. and, and in the video, she says, um, I don't understand why we have Transgender Day of Visibility. We are as visible as we have ever been. And it is our visibility that is killing us. Mm. Um, what we really need is for our supporters to be more visible. It's mm. not us that need to be more visible. At this point, we're hyper visible. We need people who support us, who say they support us, to be as out and loud and proud about that as that. we are. Um, and, and yeah, I, it's really stuck with me, um, that idea because yeah, in mainstream queer and trans community, but also, you know, 
the same is true of black media is this idea that like we need to have representation representation is what we need and if we have representation a lot of the problems will be fixed Mm -hmm. um and that's simply not true um it's not true that like with visibility to issues and the people that those issues affect that good things happen it's not true because Mm -hmm. like miss major said trans people are as visible as we've ever been right we've we haven't gone anywhere (laughs) we've always been here (laughs) always been here but, you know, you think about Orange is the New Black and mm-hmm. Laverne Cox. You think about Cece McDonald and mm-hmm. Free Cece. You mm-hmm. think about all of these different Elliot Page. And mm-hmm. um, I don't watch the show that he's on. I'm sorry. But the show that he's on. Yeah. Um, and his character is now going to transition, you know, alongside Elliot's transition. Oh, you too. Um, you know, there are all of these different shows and, oh, and pose. movies yeah. and pose, pose. Yeah. Um, about trans people and what has that visibility really done for me what I've seen is that a lot of cis straight people get to feel good that they watch in particular black trans trauma Mm -hmm. play out on TV and they can feel like ooh that's terrible and that's all we get (laughs) yeah and that's all we get right and just the other day in Chicago a black trans woman was found murdered in a garbage Mm -hmm. so for me I'm like visibility is I can't do anything with visibility. It's yeah. it's an it's a uncashable check. The check is void. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything with that. Um, you know, what we really need are people fighting for access, mm-hmm. access to housing, access to medical insurance, mm-hmm. access to uh yeah, education, mm-hmm. access to all of these different um institutions and sectors in society that we don't have access to. Right. The fact the fact that like and you know, I have a lot of resources in terms of support um and austin is a queer friendly city or whatever Mm -hmm. you know that okay (laughs) or whatever (laughs) or whatever but yes I got yes. you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. There, there are paths. It's like St. Louis. There are pathways oh, and all of that. It's I get same it energy. I got you. That. All right. Same energy. Um, you know, with all of those resources, mm-hmm. it still took me over a year to get all, and not all of my documents have been updated. I still haven't updated my birth certificate, but it still took me over a year to get that done. I forgot about that. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And like that, that's because of the way that identification is structured mm-hmm. in this um, country and yeah, and how these different sectors don't talk to each other and all of that and there's mm-hmm. yeah like that's and without access to like a driver's license you can't even begin to do any of this yeah um and that's that's a problem for a lot of trans people not even having access to a driver's license right not even one that reflects their own gender i mean just like a regular regular driver's license right um or identification card mm-hmm. and so these are the things that I feel like we should be making more visible. I'm not sure that trans people themselves, um, particularly trans people of color, need to be any more visible than we are. I agree. I agree. I didn't even think about it like that. I'm glad that you shared that quote. Um, and where was that? Where did you see that? That was so Miss Major released a video on Transgender Day of Visibility. Uh-huh. This this would have been um, March 2019. Okay, I might have to have to search for that. I I really yeah. love that, and I and I uh, I agree. Like. Um, we haven't, like I said, we haven't gone anywhere. We've, we've always been here. Um, we're like you say, our, we're just hyper visible now due to, due to media. Um, and we don't need to be <laughs> like, we like, it's, it's not, it's not helping us. Like we're still, we're still being killed. We're still being assaulted. We're still like being, being seen as less than. So the folks that, that claim to be allies, um, and claim to support us, like, uh, put your money where your mouth is, uh, get them feet to walking, <laughs> whatever you 
you got to do to like make trans folks more uh, more safer. <laughs> uh, do that because we tried, and obviously, like nobody's listening to us, the people that are you know struggling. So maybe they'll listen to you guys since you know you all you know have like this whole like oh that's so sad and oh you know I support you know okay show it the, the words that don't mean shit. I, I like action with with said words. Um, so I agree. I greatly agree with that. Um, so lastly, and then I'm gonna let you go. Um, I just wanted to close out with something like, um, and I'm still working on like the, the last segments that I'm doing. Um, I plan for like the, the, uh, the trans activist and ancestors segment to be five minutes. So I'm like, okay, no, that doesn't need to be five minutes. I think that was cool with the, with the, with the minute one. Um, so, um, since we talked about, about something that's so, well, I mean, really, uh, being trans is a, is a lot, <laughs> a lot to process and a lot to, to talk about. And it's, it's, it's heavy, um, a lot of the times. So I wanted to close out with something like a little, a little light. Um, so, uh, this segment will be called Have You Heard? Um, so I wanted to ask, um, like, uh, if there are like any, like, queer or trans uh, music artists that you've been listening to and if so you know, wh- uh, who are they and um, if not that then like what TV shows or movies that feature queer and trans people um, have you been watching currently? Good questions. Let's see. I feel like a lot of like trans media like at least the mainstream stuff is focused on coming out and like I agree. all of that and that is helpful for some people mm. for me it is not it just like <laughs> un- unlocks levels of trauma that I, I have locked for a reason yeah, look, I um, <laughs> so like I try not to do that um, yeah but I you know all of the songs that I can think of off the top of my head have came out years ago mm. um, but Jay Marie's music is yeah. it still hits yeah. it hits it hits it hits so recently I've been thinking about um um, I actually wrote part of an article about it, about oh, cool. the song she did with Seiku, uh-huh. uh, Past, I, I past they Time. Hmm? I think they go by they, them. What did I say? She. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the song that they did with um, with Seiku uh, called Past Time mm-hmm. um, yeah. about uh, the murder of uh, Lamia Beard. Mm. Um, and it's a very, it's a really powerful song with a lot of, a lot of different aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a song that I listen to when I'm in a more like reflective mood mm. about um, transness as like some of the trauma stuff that comes with it. Right. Um, but also they have another song called Here Queer and Stay yeah. that it's like the upbeat. I think you were yeah. in the video, weren't you? Was I? I thought you were. I, I must have missed that. I need to see. <laughs> I never know that they had a video. I'm not see this. Yeah. Yeah, because like a bunch of people like submitted pictures and stuff. I do not remember that. Oh well, maybe I'm maybe I'm lying. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I would I would recommend Jay Marie's music. Got you. Yeah, I love Jay Marie's um voice. Like, and I'm not saying like I'm like that great of a singer, but I I can hold like a bit of a tune. So like their voice is like pretty low, and I love I love low tones. Love low toes, and my voice like has definitely changed from like being like an alto, almost sort of soprano, to now being like tenor, baritone. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> so when I listen to their music, I try to like emulate how they said. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I I need I needed that because like my it's not it's not giving what it's supposed to give. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. Jay Marie's music is definitely is definitely dope. Um, is there are there any like TV shows or any movies that you that you've seen currently? Let me think. Like queer trans stuff that I've watched recently. 
really nothing is coming to mind which is strange yeah, but yeah. um yeah i don't have anything for you yeah, on no, no, i got you yeah i got you um there's uh this person i don't know if you know mikey blanco um they were in mm-hmm. yeah uh they were in uh tiana taylor's uh work 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 that pussy something like that um and that was whole thing like i, I understand now but, um um uh, i like their music and um i i was actually trying to find uh trans and queer uh especially uh specifically trans uh um artists and there aren't a lot of us and if they are they're trans women and um either like singers or rappers which i found interesting i'm like interesting not really a lot of trans uh trans men uh and if they are they're white um so yeah mikey blanco is cool there's somebody else that i just recently think diamond shay i think is their name mm-hmm, that um, sounds familiar yeah love her love her voice um yeah that identifies as she her so i'm gonna say she, yeah love her um um i'm trying to think as far as like i'm trying to think there's another queer person that i'm thinking of oh durand durand bernard i love him i love him he had uh, a song called stuck with ari lennox um that i love love him love him love him um um as far as like shows, not necessarily a TV show, but it's like a YouTube show uh, called like the the Terrell Show. He does like yes. I love yeah. him, I love him. Like, he's like my best friend in my head. I love him, um, and like he does, he does like these almost like um, what L like copies like the song association, and I love that. Like as a as a music you know person, like I always like love like those type of like shows type of games, um, and then outside of like other TV shows, like I the only TV show that I can think of that's not on anymore uh is pose um and um I'm trying to think is there any other show currently that i don't think so i also really haven't been watching a lot of tv either like i've been watching a lot of old tv shows like like my my comfort show because <laughs> i don't have time I'm, like being in school um but yeah pose 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 was pose, um, I, I get the discussion around Pose, like, in, in the, I guess, the quote-unquote bad sector, but I also get it in, like, the good sector as well. Um, it was just nice to see black and brown, like, trans people um, and it being created by a black trans woman. Um, I thought it was very beautiful. And, like, I get, like, the unnecessary trauma, I guess, of, like, what they what they showed. Like, I get, like, how that could be seen as unnecessary, but also, well, yeah, no. It's so, it's so, because, like you said before about rep- representation, like, we don't need to be represented because we're already, like, we, we haven't gone anywhere. We, we've always been here. But also, like, now, even, like, I'm trying to think, with, like, this need for representation, it was good for what it was. Um, I just felt like when it came to the traumatic parts, it's still entertainment in some sense. It's still like a show that's based to entertain. And that's how I felt about it. Like I, I get what they were trying to do, but like as other, as, as, as like cis people watching said show, like it just, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't rub me the right way. Like I, I get like telling our stories and like the wholeness of it, but I'm like, I don't know if we need to be shown that. You know, that was that was a lot. But I guess to get the overall like realness of like what our lives have been like since the eighties. I get it, I guess, for the time period, but I 
it was a lot. Like, I, I went through a lot with that show. Like, I had to, like, stop and be like, okay, I need a moment because um, I'm breaking down. <laughs> that show was a lot. But, like, as far as, like, the whole ballroom scene, I loved it. And I wish St. Louis had a ballroom scene here. I would I would be there for I would be there for it. Um, so that part, like, outside of, like, Paris is burning, like, I, I, I loved it. I was like, yay, look at us. We are so beautiful. And to see, like, black trans women being loved out loud. It's like, look, look at us. This is great. Um, and of course, like definitely like the the discourse around it, like I get it. Um, but for what it was, I, I, I did enjoy it. Um I just hope that there are more shows that I don't know, I guess are a little bit more light that don't have to talk about our trauma. Like we get our trauma. We know <laughs> we know what we're up we know what we're up against. Um I don't think the show was made for us. And that's that's, true. that's the that's the difference, mm-hmm. you know, like the um yeah, like watching cis people I know for a that are homophobic and transphobic. Yeah. And and even like my parents like love pose yeah. and like juxtaposing that with mm-hmm. like my actual coming out experience as a trans person, yeah. I was like, I, I can't do this with you all i agree like, I, I i can't do the like trans trauma for cis people's mm-hmm. enjoyment and like the enjoyment feels yeah it's just so just, ugh, so yucky you know, like, it feels icky to me and i feel the same way about like queer eye like in the same energy yeah, it's, it's there yeah it's it's there like this is for cis straight people to be like ooh, look the gays mm-hmm. look they look prettier now yay yeah that was definitely the same like my dad got into queer eye um, along with my aunt and it was so interesting seeing him watch because like like I said before when we watch something when we watch someone of trans experience like go through their struggle he was like oh this is wrong da, 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 da. but then when he watched Queer Eye he was like there was there were um, episodes where they were making over a trans person's like house or something like that he was like oh that's so sad you know they being, they were kicked out because they're trans and this and that and I'm like hello fellow trans person here thinking about ways to like <laughs> uh, find like multiple housing so that just in case you kick me out <laughs> like I know where to go um yeah I'm like okay I guess if that's if this is your level of trying to understand uh, I guess I don't know but yeah that that's a whole thing for another time <laughs> but yeah um thank you for 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 coming um on uh on this podcast I greatly appreciate you being my first guest um sorry if this was all over the place like I'm still working on it um but I really appreciate talking to you and I really appreciate what you had to say um, yeah, I, re- I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, this was super fun. And um, some of this I haven't even talked about before. So it was oh, like, really? it, was, it was cool to be able to, um, yeah, just to like talk to somebody who gets it. Yeah. And like, we don't have to, we don't have to explain yeah. things, it's certain things. Nice. Like, nice. that's always nice. Yeah. 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 And thank you for, for sharing with me. I did not know that. Um, it also let me know if there's anything that you don't want to be shared. No, um, it's fine. I said what I said. <laughs> you said what you said. <laughs> I feel that. I love that. But yeah, um, I'm sure we will talk again soon. <laughs> um, for sure. For sure. Um, and um, good luck to your, um, you said you had a writing portion that you were doing for your degree. Yeah. So I'm in a PhD program. So uh, it's like writing the dissertation, the big, long paper. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to you on that. I hope that goes well for you. Um, yeah. Just good luck with everything that you have going on. And I hope to see you again soon. Yeah, for sure.